In the days before Christmas in Southern California, like many places around the world, holiday music populated the airwaves and shopping malls, including carols of three kings who were guided by a star toward Bethlehem. But this morning, standing along the shore in Oceanside, north of San Diego, two different kings arrived before Christmas, the King Tides, and they too offered guidance, a preview of how climate change will change California in the coming decades. We're at the intersection of the Strand and Wisconsin Street in Oceanside, California, and it's quite a spectacle out here. That's Mitch Silverstein with the Surfrider Foundation, an organization dedicated to protecting the world's oceans and beaches. I'm standing with him and about 40 other people, all watching, taking pictures, and some getting soaked as waves fueled by the exceptionally high king tides crash onto the street. So today is day two of the 2022 king tides. It's about a seven foot high tide and there's a bit of swell, not not a lot, but you know, three to four foot waves. The Oceanside Strand is a paved single lane road right up against the shore with massive boulders and a seawall on one side and the patios of expensive homes on the other. There's no beach here, the kind for which Southern California is famous. The shore was long ago robbed of its sand by coastal development. While this sunny day is a festive opportunity for many, for Mitch, it's a chance to raise awareness about the serious threats posed by sea level rise. Oceanside is very afflicted with beach erosion and beach loss, and you don't really have sand on the beaches anymore, and you don't have walkable beaches even at normal high tides. So to see it at a king high tide, this kind of gives us a real good visualization of what high and normal high tide is going to look like with one to two feet of sea level rise. Surfrider has asked its members to video the king tides so they can share them with cities who might be thinking of permitting more development along the shore, explaining that the high water we see today could be every day a few decades from now. Some people might need more convincing than others, since California hasn't seen the kind of sea level rise troubles the East Coast has, but climate experts like Patrick Barnard with the USGS say it's coming. On the West Coast, yeah, we've been spared from this. Uh, the prevailing wind conditions in the last several decades are keeping cooler waters along the coast, and that's suppressing sea level rise. He says as glaciers and polar ice melt, sea level rise in California will not only catch up, it will likely surpass the global average. Yeah, it will definitely accelerate. Um, there's just so much momentum and heat in the ocean and the atmosphere, and you know we're going to get at least two feet of sea level rise from now to the end of the century as a minimum and it could be higher um, depending on our emissions trajectory. Some projections say the ocean could rise six or even seven feet. So how to prepare? Current solutions range from continuously adding sand to beaches to building seawalls and revetments. So, you know, seawalls and revetments are, you know, fairly good at protecting property behind them, but they kill beaches. They tend to accelerate erosion at the foot of them and, and remove sand that gets transported offshore and down coast. And we've found in Southern California that as many as two thirds of those beaches are, are going to lose sand. They're going to run out of sand and they're 
going to be gone because there's no place for those beaches to, to move. If beaches weren't boxed in by buildings, roads, and infrastructure, they would naturally migrate inland and protect the coast from the impacts of sea level rise. But they are literally caught between a rock and a hard place. There's been a big push for nature-based solutions now. So living shorelines, you know, vegetated dunes um, to help protect people and property um, from rising seas and storms. And then there's the other end of the, the that spectrum, which is some form of managed retreat, which is a, a very, very bad word in the coastal community. Even though relocating beachfront property inland and installing living shorelines can better absorb wave erosion, not to mention provide habitat for coastal wildlife, attend any public meeting and you'll quickly find talk like that is a non-starter. You know, nobody wants to hear that. It's a very emotional issue, as we can all, I think, empathize with that. How is you as a homeowner, maybe it's your childhood home, how could you face having to to leave that property and leave that sense of place and culture? And so it's a big challenge. But in some cases, that's probably the best, you know, the best response. Mitch and the Surfrider Foundation say there's still a chance to have sandy beaches, even in Oceanside, if action is taken soon. Long term, these houses are toast. That's how I feel long term. They're going to move sooner or later and the value is going to go down sooner or later because insurance companies are going to stop insuring these homes. Like it's only going to go downhill. So, I mean, look at this street being totally soaked right now. The cities really have two choices, you know, do nothing and wait till it's really an emergency and it's probably going to be even more expensive to deal with this. Or heed the warning of the king tides to save California's coastline now or risk paying a princely sum later. In Oceanside, California for H2O Radio, I'm Franny Halperin.